So, you you posted something about oh no 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 you know what we were on our weekly semi weekly uh, friend Zoom and then yeah this must have been before Thanksgiving right it yep. must have been a yeah yes because we watched it during that break um, so you shouted out this the Fresh Prince reunion on HBO Max. Yeah, I didn't even know. I think I had heard, maybe seen somewhere that it was happening. Yeah. Uh, and then I just opened up HBO Max, and then, you know, one of uh, Tessa's cousins comes by to watch the kids while we're working. Yeah. And I think she started watching it, and she stopped. So then when I opened up HBO Max, I was like, oh, what's this thing? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, cool. I'll just like, I'll just let it play while I was just kind of futzing around the living room yeah. or whatever, right? Checking my phone or whatever. And it was hella good. Yeah, It was dude. really good. It was super good. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I don't call back to Fresh Prince as like one of those series that um, I loved. But then like watching that show, you <laughs> watching the reunion, I realized that, man, I did really grow up with this family. I hella watched it. Like, I remember, I I think they were talking about it, right? Like, they were, it was after Monday Night Football Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I definitely remember that. Yeah. And I remember coming to school on Tuesday and asking my friends, (laughs) oh, did you guys watch Fresh Prince last night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, part of it, I didn't really watch a lot of TV in high school. Uh, I didn't have a TV in my room, so I spent a lot of time on the phone. Um, But I remember... Serenading serenading girls, dude? Huh? Serenading girls? You heard me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would never serenade girls. I would sing really badly on my um, stolen uh, voicemail. Um, remember oh, yeah, back yeah. then that yeah. era of like we'd have pagers and then I don't know if it was a regional thing but I know hella people in the East Bay had stolen voicemails you know that because yep. the the original passcode was like zero 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 or whatever one two three four the last four digits anyway um, I may or may not have sang a few times on the voicemail greeting um, guilty. Guilty. Also not very well, but you know, you do things. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. You but, do things. Yeah, <laughs> you do things. <laughs> Lots of things. Um, it's a it's a it's a great time. Great time. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't watch it regularly. I think I I had more of a connection to Fresh Prince, probably from um, from like syndication. But I know I watched it enough in high school because um, once Ashley grew up, because you know we're all kind of similar in age. Um, definitely had a crush on Tatiana Ali when she released her music. Yeah, that. Uh daydreaming right was mm-hmm. that her single mm-hmm. yeah yeah um that's just a happy song man it is it was dope yeah yeah you know the, the funny thing is with two is like you know when a big part of my identity we've talked about it before was like listening to hip-hop and like quote-unquote real hip-hop and all that stuff and like you know i'm some suburban kid trying to make a stance on that but you know fresh (laughs) will smith didn't really carry a lot of weight in hip-hop even though he won those grammys because he was so commercial even though probably a majority of us had a had a big connection to their music because it was so catchy and you know when we were kids so when we were listening to 
hip hop as kids, we're listening to catchy stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that part of it probably I didn't really connect with, but then like having um, DJ Jazzy Jeff in it had some other layer, you know? Um, but yeah, anyway, they definitely have connections back to it. And it's kind of like part of the stuff that hit me was um, how they were really revolutionary in, in terms of TV, right? Yeah, that absolutely. As a, I mean, there's surface level stuff of like, okay, we're, they're, they had some kind of call back to Cosby because um, they, they weren't a black family that was necessarily in quote unquote black conditions, which is not a real, a real thing, but like, you know, right. There were other, there were other black sitcoms that had um, different like socioeconomic um, status for the family. But this one was like mm-hmm. very, you know, obviously Bel Air. So the, the, they did that on purpose because the tension was supposed to be Will's. Um, the fish out of water story. Right. Fish out of water thing. Yeah. At the same time, and it's a lot more relevant to me now or a lot more uh, obvious to me now is like the the diversity of looks of the staff or the staff, the cast, um, like the original mom, like Jeffrey, even, uh, I mean, I'm like, mean, more than half of this, the cast was dark skinned black folks. Right. Which isn't normally the case in TV casting. It's actually gotten worse. Probably, you know, like it got worse after the nineties for a while. Except if they were shoehorned into the UPN, you know? Right. Um, And then also, like, covering some of the topics that they did. Um, Yeah, like the police brutality mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And And then there's... uh, There was that one issue about like Carlton not being black enough to join the black fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they, they, you know, like it's, it's kind of a sad kind of recognition. I mean, it's better now, but like maybe like eight years ago, five years ago when people are talking about the diversity in in network TV and how there's just like this stark absence of being able to write with nuance with Mm -hmm. non-white characters right but they had it and this was in the early 90s right yeah yeah and Uh, even you know like you're mentioning like revolutionary but I think even the style of the show Mm-hmm. And in the reunion, they did talk about how they would break the fourth wall and that mm-hmm. had never really been done on like a network sitcom. Yeah. But, you know, and they actually have like memes of <laughs> like Will kind of like looking surprised into the camera. Right. Yeah. Um, and. And the other clip that they showed when Carlton just like runs around all of the sets, <laughs> which was hella funny. Yeah. I hella remember that. And I was like, yep. what is going on? I remember feeling that this was really weird, yeah. but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, you know, that really set the stage for the stuff that Scrubs would do, mm-hmm. um, 30 Rock would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, kind of just the the renaissance of um 30 minute single camera uh comedies yeah yeah you know yeah <coughs> sorry no <clears throat> let me let me grab a water really quick sure.
That brings. Uh, oh, and the other. Go ahead. And the other gag that was hella funny was Jazz getting thrown out of the house. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't realize that. Uh, obviously, the this they used the same shot, right? Yeah. But I didn't realize that uh, when Jazz was wearing that shirt, he would get thrown out. Right. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I didn't oh, know that man, either. That's 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 such a good, that's such a good gag, man. <laughs> it was, you know, and it's like, you know, there's, you know. Y- you queue up certain things with sitcoms or you queue up certain things with um, hour long like procedural dramas, you know, like there's always something that I, I, there's a reason why network TV is network TV because it's kind of like a comfort food. Like you get what you expect out of it. Um, and for sitcoms, it's so important to be able to hit those marks because, um, it really is the comfort food of TV, right? Going to um, to sitcoms, especially like family sitcoms, because you're going to leave happy, but you're also going to leave. You're supposed to be leaving with um, something kind of fed to your heart, right? Yeah. And then that <laughs> the the bit of. DJ Jazzy Jeff getting thrown out each time. Especially, it's great <laughs> because, like, he is not an actor. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's like, so, his scenes it's were always so bad not. because they, they were so good because he was so just, like, everyone was, was in on the joke. Like, he shouldn't be here as an actor. But um, exactly. We love him because, from a hip hop stance, like, dude, that dude is a dope ass DJ. <laughs> Not an actor at the same time. He's the one that always gets, gets thrown out. <laughs> Just waiting, waiting for that, waiting for whatever he's going to say to to get himself kicked out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, in, um, in Cheers, whenever Norm would come in, right? Like, if anyone's watched Cheers, or, you know, if anyone's watched Cheers and had a friend named Norm, that friend exactly probably was like fucking hated cheers <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> at some point like two weeks was like oh i love cheers and then like out of the two weeks they're like oh, i fucking hate this show right <laughs> i'm wondering like we should go through a list of what kind of seeped into popular culture from like uh, whether it's like a line or mm-hmm. some sort of phrase that seeped into popular culture, yeah. After after sitcoms, right? Yeah. There's, I mean, a lot. No, I mean, like if if there was, for example, Friends. If there was like one phrase that you could pick from that entire series, yeah. like what would be the most well-known like and yeah. i think we could it would be it seems like a ringer it seems right. like a ringer podcast right. or something right yeah or like a ringer listicle yeah well yeah that's a whole nother we could yeah. spend a lot of time with that i used to watch friends all the time but yeah no you're right like and it kind of goes back to this idea where like you know with sitcoms situational comedies is comedy and comedy is all about callback, right? Yep. And you watch like you watch stand-up comedians, like their sets. They set up all these jokes, but that there's like some kind of like um there's some follow-up or callback or closing a loop when they finish right. the set. Exactly. And that is basically every week of a sitcom. At least like uh, more traditional sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, it's in, in Scrubs, they had it. And like, people are coming, like we said, or we talked about earlier, We people are coming to that show to hit those marks, which is kind of why I kind of got, I get irritated with some sitcoms that try to 
do too much like character development. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's here for that. No one's here to see their sitcom, their favorite sitcom character go through hell. Like, yes, it's gonna get stale, but the for the critics, it's gonna get stale. But for the people that are watching the show, they want to see the same jokes, right? Um, like at least majority of fans, right? Um, yeah, anyway. yeah. We can talk about how I met your mother later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny since uh, since I've been doing the sitcom hip hop. I guess that that yeah. uh, premiered at the start of the pandemic. Actually, this pandemic season two. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of brought back. I remember using a Fresh Prince two Fresh Prince clips. Mm. um for that and um yeah and one of them included the the OG Aunt Viv yeah and at, oh, at and the, the time yeah yeah at at the time I had forgotten that there were two Aunt Vivs and mm-hmm. you know I was like what probably in junior high when all this stuff happened so yeah. I didn't care about that yeah like I wasn't reading like the like variety article about right. the conflict or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was actually really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think Will Smith said it that they couldn't have a reunion without talking about her. Yeah. And that shit got real, real fast. Real fast. And I'm glad that they showed it. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad too. Like, I think that's... Given the heart of that sh- of that show, mm-hmm. it really felt like the reunion needed to have a moment like that. Yeah. 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 The... Um, that part... It's really interesting because I mean, I, you kind of teased it on our on our our friend Zoom call, but very curious about like what that was because you know, yeah, like you said, I didn't read Variety back then, and I I never really dug into what the whole issue was, like or the, what the whole scenario was, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that at least. I don't know how that conversation went down. Obviously, I, I, that, prob- that conversation probably was like two hours. Um, and then it was edited down to, you know, like what, 10 minutes, seven, seven minutes. That they really honored the actress who played the original Aunt Viv. Right. And the impact on her. Um, because of what happened and yeah. then what the the connotation was of what was being pushed out by the studio that mm-hmm. Will Smith and none of the cast vocally ever challenged, you know? Yeah. Um, or maybe they believed it too until they realized the gravity of stuff. And, you know, like also, I mean, there's, there's youthfulness and then there's also like a change of like culture and understanding the challenges that people go through um, and how that impacts their behavior and their, their, their demeanor and all that stuff. You know, like we're a lot more universally aware of the impact of um, the emotional like, health. Yeah, mental you know? health. And... Yeah, mental health. Then we, then folks were in the '90s, even if they were like still like trying to be empathetic and stuff, right? Yeah, particularly for people of color. Yep. With you know, with regard to mental health, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, let's be real though. Like this was a show to celebrate the thing. I, I don't, I 
didn't have any aspersions that it would be no like super deep or super depressing right yeah, yeah. but i did appreciate that it kind of got real for yeah. a second yeah and um and you know i hope that the emotions when they the rest of the cast got to see her and stuff like that yeah that all seemed super real super genuine Mm -hmm. and you know some of these folks definitely aren't working as much as they used to right like i think only will smith is probably the the one that yeah is continuing to have like a still like an a-lister or whatever right Mm -hmm. so it it does seem like all of these actors can really look back and reflect on stuff and have probably grown up quite a bit since they were part of the show so yeah everything just seemed really genuine and it kind of came through to the yeah. audience for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, there were some times that I got pretty emotional, particularly yeah. when they talked about, like, James Avery, Uncle Phil, man. Yeah. You already brought it up. I was going to ask, like, did you cry during it? Did you, or how many times did you end up, like, tearing up or whatever? During watching it, we talk about Uncle Phil too. Um, it was. Uh, I would say I. I probably got um, a little teary-eyed when uh, OG Aunt Viv was like mentioning what she was struggling with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. And saying that, like, essentially she got branded. Like, she got that that scarlet letter. Yeah. Right? For the being difficult to work. A, a, yeah. a black actress that's yeah. labeled as difficult. Yeah. Right? Like, and she was saying that that ended her career. And I was like, oh, man. And, you know, just looking at, thinking about Will Smith. And he's mm-hmm. like... 23 years old or whatever like his future is right in front of him yeah you know so that that kind of that kind of hurt and you know certainly all the uncle phil stuff Mm -hmm. and the way that that segment was cut with all the clips of him as uncle phil and then cutting away to the James Avery stuff behind the scenes and, you know, everyone, all the cast members just having like essentially gushing about how much of a father figure he was and how good of a person he was. Yeah. That was just like, man, it, it seemed like it was more than a TV show. And, you know, the documentary does, they do mention that that it was just more than a show. It was more than a job for these folks. And, you know, hearing Tatiana Ali saying Mm -hmm. that he was like a father figure to her because like, you know, what, how old was she? Like, she was super young, like 11, 11 to like 18. Yeah. Or something like that. That's like, yeah. You know, you're growing up, on the show, mm-hmm. pretty much, on that stage, right? Yeah. And as a job, I mean, she really was, you know, as we know, like when we're in the throes of some kind of any work or project, like whoever we're working with is are the people that we see the most, <laughs> right? Yeah. Was there yeah. something about like? I mean, I'm imagining that you probably got emotional too during that yeah. Uncle Phil segment, right? Yeah, I did. I, I was emotional. I got emotional a lot in it. Um, definitely the Amviv stuff. Um, 
and partially, you know, what she was going through. But, you know, like, I think one of the most, one of the more emotional things that kind of captured me during that, that segment was when the, the two actresses that played Aunt Viv, um, were hugging and holding hands and, oh, yeah. you know, like just understanding, like, um, just the difficult positions that black women have to deal, you know, go through in, in the world mm-hmm. and in, in this microcosm, it's like, um, it's Hollywood and, uh, the, the the second and viv being light-skinned and i'm not sure if she is even half but like light-skinned and what she probably recognized and has mm-hmm. dealt with with replacing you know a really strong prominent like you know beautiful black woman you know yeah so them holding hands as sisters was like um was really touching um, and, you know, you know this, kind of feeling like out. a ca- catharsis out, you know, there's a, a catharsis out of it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I agree with you. And may, this might be a digression on this point, but this came out, you know, late November mm-hmm. um, or maybe mid November, probably. Mm-hmm. What do you think the reception would have been if this had happened over the summer like mm-hmm. with George Floyd yeah like yeah I think it would have been more I, I think the context of that would have been more raw um, and definitely would have had a lot more there would have been a lot more yeah, I think that chatter around it after chatter not in a bad way but chatter around it that um, maybe didn't come out because you know it's a very feel good like you said it's a celebration mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like true Hollywood story kind of thing exactly yeah and you know yeah. I think it would have been like the the editing would have been totally different mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the I'm not sure obviously I'm not sure what what the discussions revolved around maybe there was more uh, stuff about, you know, being a black family, a black sitcom mm-hmm. on network TV and kind of the ramifications and the challenges and the successes of that um, in the discussion. Uh, but it, it, it seems like that summer, this summer was... This understatement, but really unique yeah. in terms of the conversations around race, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so and representation that, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a pretty meta, you know. Like as we're talking, it's a, it was a pretty meta show, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a fish out of water story that's like simple because it's you know it's, I don't know what percentage of TV is fish out of water. But probably a good amount. Yeah. But in this case it was fish out of water addressing head on race issues in a way that you know didn't necessarily refrain from it but we're able we're still able to do it in a comedic way you know like right there's honoring of it there's no like minstreling of it there's no um minimizing of it as much as you can in a sitcom everything is like not realistic in sitcoms but you know they they tackled stuff head on definitely yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Which is still, I mean, again, like we talk about like the steps back. That yeah, it definitely hit a lot more, um, and it reminded me so much more that I had more connections to the show than I thought I did. Um, and then the Phil, Uncle Phil stuff was definitely 
a big part of it. I mean, would you put Uncle Phil in the top five of your dad's <laughs> TV dads? What about like dads overall? Probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he was, you know, the funny, the good thing about, you know, the, the so there's a callback to the Cosby show and there's also not, right? Like they, they kind of flip that kind of idea on the head, obviously with Phil, with Will, but um, Uncle Phil wasn't warm all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And he was I mean, he was to, the one throwing, he yeah. was the one throwing jazz out the door, so... <laughs> He was meant to be yeah, a protagonist to Will's, um, you know, uh, he was the one that was uh, pushing Will's character to grow. Um, and then also, like, the great thing about Uncle Phil's character is that he also grew too. Um, you know, I was talking about character growth within, within, within the story of the comedy, but... Um, it's interesting because yeah. you know, like how how his character was depicted as a father to Carlton, but also as a father to Will, who's not he's not the father, but yeah, there's the, a lot of layers there. Yeah, and then if you think about it the way that character was portrayed, he wasn't kind of the butt of jokes. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I mentioned, I probably mentioned this a while ago, but one of our early pods, like talking about like the cartoon dads, like Peppa Pig, like daddy pig. (laughs) He's always the one that's just like fucking everything up or he's the, He's the butt of every joke, and he's the one that's, like, incompetent, like, Homer Simpson style, right? Yeah. You know, he wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, I don't know, this is probably different because, like, with shows like Home Improvement and Everybody mm-hmm. Loves Raymond or whatever like that, like, the the main star is the dad, so yeah. it revolves around him, but with Fresh Prince, the main character is Will, mm-hmm. and the kind of the supporting characters. They're all strategic in the way that they, like as you said, help the main character grow. Right, yeah. the main protagonist grow. You know, one of the stories that sticks out to me from what they were um, from from the reunion was when Will Smith was talking about how he was so eager to like kill a scene, like yeah. to nail it, and he put so much pressure on himself to nail it that he would slip up and then he would get so frustrated and he was so angry. And then James Avery was like, "Yo, you know, like, you know." No one else mattered except for him and Will, right? At that moment, as, yeah. um, as colleagues and as mentor, and you know, and what ha- I really liked about that yeah. story yeah. too was that not only was it like mentor, mentee, father, son, but it was just like also it related to the craft of acting, you mm-hmm. know, so it kind of covered all the levels, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's just us, but it's also, hey, be professional in this craft, yeah. right? Like, this is a reminder, you know, you know, even though you're just working this scene or, 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 or shooting this scene, still be professional and still keep your head in it. And um, yeah, that, that, was, that was a really cool, anecdote that that was uh that will mention yeah yeah so speaking of that scene so that was a that was part of that episode that in, in the show will sorry i'm like talking away from the microphone will 
encou- was encou- encountered his biological dad. And so the scene that he was trying to nail was like, it was a super great scene. <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like the question that Will was trying to nail was like, you know, f- you know, like the basically the, I'm going to kill it. I mean, I'm going to like not, not do it justice, but he's ba- Will's Will's character was like, man, you know, f- fuck that dude. I don't care about him. He's whatever. But then it wraps up in like him, like it's just like melting with his emotions and asking like this, like, why doesn't he love me? Right. right. I'm kind of like every time I think about that scene now since then and me even talking about it right now is like very emotional. Um, Just from a standpoint of like, like how many, like I don't ever want to be that dad. And I don't, I mean, I won't ever be that dad, but like the, the fact that that son is feeling that way about his dad and you know, he's not his real dad because he's just happening to be biological dad. But, um, I love the scene because it was like one of the, I've never thought about it that way. Like the way that they presented it. Right. Like in terms of, um, I mean, I've thought about it in terms of like real life, but like in terms of like characters. Yeah. Um, And Where it you was know, like this, yeah. Anyway, yeah. And every time that shows up on like a Facebook feed or you know Twitter or whatever, right? Um, maybe not Twitter for me anymore because I since I canceled my, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'll, every time that shows up on social media again, like oh yeah, hey, this is the best scene of TV or whatever, right? Yeah. I'll always watch it. Yeah. And I'll always get like emotional towards the end. Yeah. And what really resonates with me now is the whole thing about like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get a really like get education, get a really good job, mm-hmm. find like a, I think what do, what do you call the woman, a honey mm-hmm. or something? It's probably. <laughs> Whatever '90s yeah. slang term for uh, a wife was, or a, a girl, and um, and the whole thing was, I'm gonna have a good life just to take care of the kid, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be like his dad. Yeah, you know, and that that really resonates because it's kind of like, you know, when once you become a dad, you start to think about how you want to be different. Mm -hmm. Like you start to think about like, Oh yeah, I'm going to take certain things that I learned from, you know, when I was a kid and kind of sprinkle that in, but also like remove some of the other things. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, that Will's character hadn't even, become a father yet but he's already thinking about it yeah 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 that that part was uh, yeah that that part was touching and challenging and then also this the way that you know coming back to james avery and uncle phil that hug after yeah in, in different contexts after you hear it from like the backstage context and also from the the on-screen character context right mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. hug was important um because you know for everything right? it, essentially it's saying like uncle phil is the father that is his father, right? His his father figure, his father, fatherly love is coming from Uncle Phil. And it comes right. through in that hug at like one of the lowest points that Will is feeling in his life. Uncle Phil is there to support him. 
And then there's also that meta level of like, Will Smith is trying to kill this scene, keeps effing up, and James Avery hugs him with all like this emotion once he kills the scene. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the part of the reunion show that was like super um, effective in showing like the the emotions and the 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 real like you know like the experience of their experience in the show yeah and not to mention like showing that segment and like that James Avery segment in front of everyone and then cutting away to everybody like yeah tearing up you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah that was really good man yeah Thanks for uh thanks for uh, like teasing it in in that in in our Zoom call. <laughs> I don't think we would have watched it otherwise. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um again, it's well, kind I of mean, like, I like, guess yeah. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes sense because like you know, if you had just caught it on reruns and you you weren't you didn't really feel as connected or you don't mm-hmm. remember being as connected to it, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess on that call, I was just like, man, that was really good. I, I mean, I, for me, I was surprised too, because you know, I, I I've been watching, particularly during the pandemic, when they have these Zoom calls and they talk about like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring like Scott Pilgrim to get like the <laughs> cast of Scott Pilgrim to do a reading, and I was like, okay, cool, that was really cool, really fun. Um. You know, I, I had no idea that, you know, there was going to be a reunion mm-hmm. and, you know, it might just, it might have just been, oh, because it's a pandemic, mm. it'll be a Zoom call or right. interview people individually. Um, but just having everybody there, you know, just made it as warm as it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hella good, man. Yeah, hella good. Super good. Let us know if you watched the Fresh Prince reunion and if there's anything that we missed that you know, that brought up for you or if it meant a lot for you too, hit us up. All right, man. It's been a while, so what are you into? Well, there's been a lot. But this is all going to be recency bias. Yeah. But over Black Friday, we bought one of those uh, cricket machines. Mm. Um, cricket, like which the, means the 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 na- like one of the national sports of India, Australia, Australia. <laughs> A cricket machine, yeah. So we basically lay out the. I don't even know. What am I talking about, dude? I don't even know what the, the terms are for this, but yeah. no, it's cricket. It I thought it was cry cut because <laughs> that makes so much more sense That's how I read when it. you read it. C R I C U T. Uh and it's basically a I don't know what you call it, but it, it cuts a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right? Like you it connects to a computer, whatever image, you can cut it out. You can cut stuff out and you can make stickers like uh, it was pitched to me as a kind of like a craft mom mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. craft mom uh, device. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you search on YouTube and you look up like cricket, it's a lot of craft moms mm-hmm. and a lot of POCs who make T-shirts. Mm. Um and I kind of fall into the second half of uh, being a person of color and trying to make T-shirts yeah. <laughs> and stickers. So uh, I've made a pop culture T-shirt nice. with heat transfer vinyl. Yep. I've made um, our, our PC logo. I've made that into a decal. Yes. And um, it's hella fun, man. It's hella fun. Uh I am not very good at Illustrator or uh, 
design apps. I'm not a really good artist or designer, uh, but I do have some ideas and I've been able to use this thing to kind of execute them. And it's pretty fun. Nice. Pretty fun, man. Pretty fun. It's like the lo-fi so, 3D printer. <laughs> except 2D, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lo-fi, as in 2D. <laughs> um, yeah, what about you? Is there anything? I do have another one, but I'll, yeah. we can take turns. The Well, one of them is, I, I mentioned it earlier. Um, I may have to edit this out, but... We we watched our family watched uh, Jingle Jangle the uh, it's a holiday film on Netflix uh, and it's about uh, a toy maker or, or an inventor um, basically who you know was about to just explode and then things happened and then so. His the majority of the story is his granddaughter is essentially you know a, an inventor, a scientist, a mathematician who is trying to reclaim this um, like spirit of creation. But it's okay. a it's a musical. Um, it's I think an exec, ex, executive produced by John Legend among other people. And he also helped with the music. So, one, uh, it's a holiday film, but at the same time, like, outside of, like, Christmas trees and some snow scenes and stuff like that, it's very much, you can watch it any time of the year. It's one of those um, kind of movies. Kind of like Die Hard? Yep. Um, and I would say Elf. Even though Elf is very Christmassy, but like I feel like you could watch it any year, any part yeah, of the year. That's I was gonna say Elf, but then <laughs> I figured like Die Hard would be better because yeah. that's more, you know, that's more hard. Yeah. Oh, Love Actually can we watch any time? Anyway, um, <laughs> the, um, anyway, yeah, that film is dope, and the the cutest thing about it is that Malcolm really loves. <laughs> He really loves the soundtrack. So one, it's great because we're not listening to like Disney Junior music all the day, all day. Although you know it's much better than some other things that he would listen to all the time. Um, but it's really, really cute because like you know now at four years old, he really knows words, right? Like before, he would hum or sing certain things, but like um he is like inflecting some of the words he's like off tune but like loving it and <laughs> singing it and like um that's the best man yeah it's it's so cute um and then like some of the songs i know well so then i would sing along with him and the other day like he he wanted me to it was actually yesterday i think he wanted me to start one of the songs over so that we could sing together which, um, you know, obviously melts my heart. Uh, but I would suggest it. It's a fun movie. Forrest Whitaker is uh, a star in it. Um, it's fun watching him dance, which I'm not sure if... You know, with Forrest Whitaker, I don't know if he's, like, a great dancer or, um, or like, I don't know if he's a horrible dancer or he might be a great dancer, but because he's such a character actor that... Of course, the inventor shouldn't be dancing well because he's an inventor. He's not a dancer. But um. <laughs> well, so if he's a bad dancer, does that mean he's like off beat, or is just he's on beat but his movements are weird? He is stiff. Um, huh. Okay. Okay. And there's a snowball scene fight, and that's there's a snowball fight scene in that film which is one of Malcolm's favorites. Uh, and there's a part in there where Forrest Whitaker is dancing. And one of my favorite parts of his dancing is like the last part where he kind of shifts back and like, you know, kind of has a diagonal facing like body and is just like uh, tapping to the music with his back foot with the, with the kids that are dancing with him. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I just love watching him dance in that scene. 
<laughs> I mean, he's not horrible. Like he's on beat. He's just stiff. You know, he's just not okay. Like, well, um, yeah. the point, the the reason I asked is because if you're if you have rhythm, yeah. it's really tough to not try and not yeah. dance well or not to. It's trying. It's really hard to like not have rhythm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, not not that I can. I'm not an expert at dancing, but it it just seems that way. <laughs> you were quite a dancer in in the day back in the day, man. You should, you, you, you could own that. <laughs> um. Or so I heard through the the. We can friend. we can cut this. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was your Hauser crew name? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, Grand Rock crew represent. <laughs> I feel like I know that because of, well, from mutual friends. <laughs> that that you know, that term does not sound uh, it, that's that that name does not sound foreign to me. <laughs> I uh, I remember connecting with some uh, of uh, the the old crew over Facebook one time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I remember we made shirts and they were like so tight and they were drawn by this this one dude, Ryan. And I was like, oh, dude. And I, th- I think we connected on Facebook <laughs> at some point. And I was like, hey, dude, do you still have that drawing? It would be really tight to uh, just have that scan, like a... Yeah like scan it and like redo it digitally because I would hella make that shirt with my cricket. That's what I'm about to say. Like, <laughs> the, it comes full circle that you can, you will make in that shirt, your old Hauser crew shirt in, with your cricket. That my friends is a callback, <laughs> yeah. which we had mentioned earlier. I mean, not really that much of a callback because I was just talking about it, but... <laughs> You nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) 